Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 193, episode 2 of The Daily Zeitgeist, production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, off the top, fuck faith-based healthcare plans. Mm -hmm. Fuck them all. It is Tuesday, July 13th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Get the vax if you want to. You can get some (laughs) peace of mind. Because your friends don't fax, and if they don't fax, then they're no friends of mine. That is courtesy of Rob Cunningham. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Now batting in the Home Run Derby from North Hollywood is Show Gray Smoketani! <laughs> uh, that just came off of my mind because I saw that fucking dumbass Stephen A. Smith clip just now. That guy's such a fucking joker. Wait, what did he do- say? He was out here questioning. He's like, is it good for baseball to have the number one face basically saying like Shohei Otani uses an interpreter is that good for the sport that he doesn't speak English yeah like just some straight xenophobic nonsense yeah so oh my god you know he he stays showing his dumb ass yeah well Miles we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by one of the very kings of culture himself Ambi nominated podcast host a writer producer actor voice artist and as I mentioned last time, one of my favorite singers, he's such a good singer that Miles said he won't even sing his AKAs when this man is on. Strategic, strategic cowardice. It's smart, it's smart. Well, he is the brilliant and talented Jaquise Neal! It's seven o'clock on the dot. I'm in my drop top looking for Jaquise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a real pretty, pretty, pretty girl that's kneeling for me. Boom, 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 boom. I pull up, anticipating good talk. Don't keep you waiting. I got plans to keep my fans in places they never seen. Girl, you know what I mean. What up, niggas? <laughs> wow. What's up? What's up? I just thought of that off the top of the dome. There he you is. know, my, yeah. my, vo- my vocal quality is. <laughs> you know, just I just. Clear a tear from my eyes real oh quick. Oh my gosh. Uh, Let me tell y'all, man. Let me tell y'all what I realized right before I started to uh, record. Is that I got to take a shit, man. And let me, and like <laughs> doing a podcast when you got to take a shit rushes your, rushes everything. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to hold it for this, this next This going to be hour. a 35 minute episode. We're just yes, going to yes, yeah. cut it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rush through it. Jakeesa holds him like, oh, yeah, 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 man, yeah, yeah, act two, act two, man. What, yeah. What's the news? Jakeesa's what's the been news? giving me the wrap it up sign since I started talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you can find me yeah. in these streets. You can find me in these streets. Jakeesa Neal. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. What What's new? Oh, what is new? Nothing's new. Thanks for having me, as always, guys. Good to be back with the duo, the dynamic duo. Yeah, yeah. Last time I saw you guys, you were hosting the Ambi, or hosting the pre-show of the Ambi, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Wow, see, you clarified the pre-show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna give y'all more props than y'all deserve. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, on an an accurate, accurate. It was a pre-show. The some of the randomest people saw that shit. (laughs) Like, I know my dad's agent was like, (laughs) your dad reached out, (laughs) reached out to me. Yeah, he was like, hey man, I saw you. <laughs> great stuff uh, out there, man. Great stuff out there. <laughs> like, great stuff out there. A basketball coach agent. Uh, Andy's, but, <laughs> yeah. You know, he probably had hey, something nominated. Maybe. Didn't know you were doing jokes, man. Didn't know you were doing <laughs> that jokes. Was, that was supposed to be funny, right? <laughs> oh, fuck. Miles, you are coming to us from a new locale. Is that correct? Ooh. Yes, currently I'm, uh, I'm, I'm like Mace, one of my favorite mumble rappers, and I'm spending time in H-A-W-A-I-I. Woo! Uh, and, you know, shout out to, to Hawaii Zeitgang, who's blessed me with recommendations Ooh. and all kinds of information. And, you know, just, just trying to keep my head low, not trying to be one of these uh, terrible mainland intruders. But unfortunately, and there's a lot of people coming to Hawaii right now. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 a, it's a wonderful time. Wonderful. Well, time. You got the hookup. Yeah. You have like a place to stay. You can't you can't say no to, to that. Stay. Yeah. No, no. And plus, in this age of working remotely, you know, Her Majesty and I, as we look forward to our lives, you know, and, and 
taking the next phases of, you know, matrimony, possible families and things like that. We're like, we need to be able to do something like this. Yeah. Go, mm-hmm. go be somewhere and, and, and work remote. Because I've never worked. I mean, aside from the lockdown, I've never had the, the flexibility to work remotely. So, you know, taking advantage of that for a little bit. Take advantage of it. And you know what, man? Go do all the tourist shit. Go do it all. I get You know it. what's wild? This shit is every. There's so fucking like popping right now. You can't yeah. go fucking anywhere. Okay, like if you want to packed. Yeah, it's two packed Shakur. And if you even want to go to a tour or something <laughs> like that, like to go see like the ranch where they shot Jurassic Park, that shit is booked into mid August. Mid August. I right, word. I'm going to September, so I'm about to start making my reservations. I would. Now. I would literally, if you have any idea, any plans, book all your shit now. Yeah. I fucked up and I was like, man, I'll be alright. And now I'm out here being like, I guess I'll just eat poke at Foodland again. Yeah. And, yeah, and just damn. to cover off on a question that is on everybody's mind, since you mentioned the, the mace verse, Miles, can you please stop smoking Lala? Jack, mm. why try? I'm a podcaster. I'm a die high. Okay. I just Ooh, want to make sure. Uh, Miles with sounds... the lyrics, y'all. Miles <laughs> oh. with the lyrics. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Pop Daddy, one of my favorite lyricists of all time. Uh, yeah. Just a great, one of the greats to ever do it. Uh, all right. <laughs> Jaquise, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about. We're talking about rent relief. We're talking about not Charles Branson, Richard Branson going to mm. space. And it was it was perfectly timed. The headlines were perfectly timed for the post-apocalyptic movie that we all find ourselves in because at the same time, America was nearing the uh, high temperature of all time, which, you know, don't say we can't we can't do anything we set our mind to. Death Valley was within a few degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, we'll talk about CPAC. We'll talk about the racist football backlash to the Euro Cup loss in England. Whether friend zone is the best zone, all of that, plenty more. But first, Jaquise, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Ooh, from the search history. All right. All right. I always act surprised, uh, <laughs> even though I've been on the show many times, and <laughs> I act surprised. Something from my search history is I was looking up this place called Club Pravada. Now, if you don't know what Club Pravada is, I know there are some people in the Oregon site gang who might know what this is, but it's a sex club, right? Now, I didn't think these things existed. I didn't think sex clubs existed. I thought they were just things of fantasy, things that you hear about on television. But I decided to run up the old Google machine and, and plug it in and log it in and look up Club Pravada, and it's very much a thing. And there are sex clubs in almost every city and state I mean, unless you live in a boring-ass place. But if you live in a place that, like, has a population that's a little bit bigger, there are sex clubs in everywhere. I'm not saying I'm going to go, but I am saying I'm intrigued now. So, yeah. you know. It's just the, good information my, to have. Yeah, it's good information to have. You know, if if you, if you and your significant other decide you want to spice some shit up and you want to you wanna go to a club uh for the certain spice that you're looking for that is available to you and if you did not know now you do because mm. they are real they are real what, i thought it was fake what's a sex club though it's a place where you fuck like you just you, you like just go to it's fuck. like a swingers place so like you you go and couples go and they have they make love you don't mm-hmm. say the F word on the daily zeitgeist. Uh, they make love. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then they, uh, or, and then you can tap in and stuff. You know, obviously to your comfort, no no is sure, no, sure, yes sure. is yes, everything like that. But then, like, you know, a lot of places do single ladies and couples, no men. Sorry, man. Sorry if you're single, man. But it's just a place where you go to hook up, have sex with your partner, and or other people as well. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically the the shit you see in movies that don't seem real, but apparently it is real. Yeah. You would think we would know more about it. That used to just be the Wendy's parking lot for me, but it's right? good to know about these. Right? Oh, you hooked yeah. up in the Wendy's parking lot before, too? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 baby. You know oh, what you yeah. do is you, you walk outside with three, uh, what is it, the uh, the Frosties? Uh-huh. And yeah. if you spill three Frosties on your feet outside the Wendy's, That's they the know sign. what's up. What color frosty? The vanilla or the chocolate? Vanilla, vanilla, vanilla. Vanilla, and vanilla. If, and if you're down for the swirl, you got both. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Then right. you let them know. <laughs> like, I'm open. 
See, what I do is I go get, I'll be like, I go in and like, give me your hottest meat. And so right. when I bring it back to the car and, <laughs> and the windows fog up and somebody knocking me like, it's the meat, it's too hot, it's right, too right, hot, right. which is Anything. true. But they think I mean something else, you know, so that's what the Wendy's parking lot is all about. But it about. always ends with the same thing, which is, sir, this is a Wendy's. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it ends with. And, you know, every time I don't care, I'll be like, you're right. I saw on TikTok that this clip of uh, this woman who was like, I guess she was saying she was a swinger about how, like, if you're in a supermarket and you have your pineapple upside down in your cart, mm-hmm. that's letting people know that you're with it. But really? again, this is like TikTok. I mean, this is what is so I funny about TikTok. This. It's like full of videos like this. Be like, yeah. this is how this, you know, subculture gets down. And I don't know if that's true. So Swinger Crew, let us know. Is, it's just are like there an elementary like school. That? That's these... like some shit that I, a rumor I would spread in elementary right. school. Yeah. You know? Hey, man, you hear it? You hear you heard turn your pineapple upside down? You down the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every town has a park where, like, I hear that if you park up there and, like, one of your taillights is out, you know what that means Yeah, about your tail that light it up. <laughs> you gotta light that tail up if it's out. I grew up with HBO, Flex, Bragg, mm. and uh, mm. they had a show called Real Sex. Oh, yeah. Which I would, I would oh, always yeah. tune into, you know, after the parents had gone to bed. And I would see sex clubs and I would be disillusioned from any idea that they are uh, what what we see in movies. They're usually yeah. they usually involve a balding man and a with a ponytail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You you ain't going. You ain't. I mean, listen, I'm sure there's, uh, you know, listen, beauty is in the eye that behold. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, you know what totally. I'm saying? Let me go ahead and say these things. Mm-hmm. Pre-cancellation. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. What you love is what you love. You know, the looks don't matter. It's what's on the inside. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we ain't going. It ain't rare shoe diaries in there. It's going to be some motherfuckers <laughs> you ain't attracted to in there. So, you yeah. know, like, it, it, just yeah, know yeah. that probably going yeah. in. You know that. May, yeah. You might be looking for rescue diaries. It might be payless. You may be getting some. You may be getting some payless shoe diaries in there. <laughs> yeah. uh, what is something you think is overrated, Jaquise? Oh man, I, you know this isn't. I, I don't think this is. Uh, you know, shocking to hear, but uh, the car buying process is extremely overrated. I just bought another car. I gave my mom my car. She needed a new one. And I was like, all right, mom, I'm going to go in and pay off my car. Give it to you. You can either have it or you can trade it in, do whatever you want with it, give you a little extra dough to buy a new car. Nice. Uh, Which left me with no car, which, you know, coming from Chicago, I'm like, whatever. But living in L.A., you need a car out here, especially when Ubers are $400 to take a ride. So I bought a new car. The whole process is so fucked up. And right now... (laughs) Right now, people are, everybody, financing, dealerships, nobody's willing to negotiate because everybody's like, there's a car shortage. We can't get new cars. Mm. You know, post-pandemic, we need to make all our money back. I swear to God, there's been an article twice this week or the week I was buying the car that said there are used cars on the lot right now that are more expensive than when they were new on the showroom floor two, three years ago. And I'm like, this is whack, man. This is whack. And if there was ever a time to kill somebody, (laughs) (laughs) as if you making me pay more for a used car than that shit was brand new three years ago. Those are grounds for hands, man. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And that's, but you know, that's the thing you got to watch out for. When you work at at a lot, the used cars where they make the real money. Yeah, like that's where you get the widest profit margin as a salesperson. So, yeah, you know, I, I get oh, oof, makes my eyes water as someone who used to sell cars. Be like, man, that's what the users are going for. Oh, right shit, man. You used to sell cars. I should have hit you up for the tips, man. I yeah. Hit you up I mean, for look, I, nowadays I, what I used to do is just because I used to work in radio. I would ask because radio and, you know, car dealerships go hand in hand. Really? So there was always somebody who worked at the radio station. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to get a Mazda. You know, buddy, a Galpin Mazda. They're like, yeah, go in there. And let them know you went. You used to work at Power One Hundred Six, and I did that. But also, the other side of it was like I just go straight to it and be like, "How close can you get me to the invoice price of this car?" Because the invoice is what y'all are paying for it, and that's how I know how much you're going to be making off it in mm-hmm. terms of a sale. I'm not. Please don't treat me like a mark. Please yeah. treat me like somebody who needs a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I went. I went in there, you know, saying the what's the out the door price. That's that was my uh, that was my 
they know I'm here meaning business. Right. Uh, it didn't work, <laughs> but they knew I'm in business. Though. They knew I'm in business. So, yeah. What's the uh, OTDP on that? Yeah, what's the OTDP hey, Just on make that? a what? The what? What you talking about, price, man? Out the you just, price. You just Googled that, say, didn't you? You just Googled that. We don't that. say that around here. <laughs> okay, all right, cool, man. Let's, uh, let yeah. me write a number down for you, and then you tell me what you Actually, think Actually, you this. wait like, here, and yeah. I'll go talk to your manager. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> are you going to talk to your manager? Oh, I'll come with you, bro. I need to walk, man. I need to walk. I want to meet him. I want to meet a cool person. It's ridiculous. What's something you think is underrated? All right, here it is, everybody. My social media is underrated. There it is. (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Most people know when we are in this industry, sometimes social media is our tool as well. I don't like Instagram. I don't love Twitter. But we use it, right? And I'll be giving the jokes. Um, you know, ever since I did the shit with MTV, they requested, like, nigga, can you start using Instagram? So I've been using my Instagram more, too. <laughs> so, listen, I'm I'm using more. So here's what I'm saying. I've tried to tempt the Zyke gang with some nude pics. You know, release the flesh if I get to 10K. It didn't work. Nobody want to see the meat. I get it. <laughs> I get it. If you're not interested in seeing the cheeks, I got another proposition for you. So before the pandemic, I was in the process of starting my own Patreon. And then the pandemic happened and like the Patreon I was doing, which required people to come over to the crib, I stopped and I didn't want to do all the Zoom shit. And now I'm too busy to take it back up. But I have like five episodes of unreleased, very fun. Some of them are improv. I got a couple watch alongs that if we get to 10,000 on Twitter and get close to it on Instagram, I will release them for free for all of you to listen to. My favorite episode I did was I did a watch along of Police Academy with the homie Jamie Loftus. It's the first time we've ever done a podcast together. And it's just wow. sitting in the ether. Nobody's heard it. Nobody's heard the Jamie Jackie's hookup on, well, not hookup, but the connection on, <laughs> right. on, on the podcast hookup. airwaves, yeah. the podcast yeah. hookups. So if y'all want this, Go ahead, f- hit the follow. I know y'all love Loftus. I know you, we all love Loftus. Hit the follow button because the Instagram and the Twitter is underrated. So we need to get it overrated. So when I come back next time, I tell all y'all to stop following me because I'm tired of y'all niggas. Mm. <laughs> that's what I want. That's that's what we're talking about. And for the people who do want to, who are interested in the in the nudes, what what about them? They- oh yeah, yeah. You you get me to to ten thousand oh one. And then I'll release the news. You're just looking for an excuse, man. I'm just trying to release these news, man. I'm sitting on them. I'm tired of looking at them myself. In my pocket, they Uh, burning the hole, man. They, yeah. (laughs) I need to get these out into the world. Yeah. Uh, Is that Police Academy one? It was the first Police Academy that we watched. We did a watch along to it, and we we recorded it. We recorded our watch along. It was very fun, very Mm. silly. I think that's the only Police Academy I never saw because it's really? rated an R, and oh. that was an age when I, I could not watch rated R movies. It was when I was into Police Academy. There is a mm. moment, I didn't know it was rated R, there is a moment in the watch-along that you were here with me and Jamie, who also had never seen it. We had never seen it. When Titties came on the screen, and we both like audibly reacted like, oh, boobs! <laughs> we didn't yeah. know. We didn't know. Yeah. So you want to hear that? You know what to do. I'll, you know, <laughs> you want to hear me and Jamie both react to seeing breasts. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know have, what to do. It's like you couldn't have a comedy in the '80s without just some form of nipple, yeah, display. Like, it was yeah, the most. It was random. It's like, yeah. oh, that guy ran through a locker room, or yeah. like, you know, and they're like, oh, there you go. There's your obligatory pair of naked breasts. Yeah, it was the yeah. most unnecessary breast reveal that I've seen in a long ass time. Right, <laughs> there was no need. But just to say, we got to get some boobs in here. And that's exactly what they did. So, yeah. I guess both Police Academy 1 and 2 are rated R. And those are the two that I've never seen. Ah, got it. Got it. Well, Jack? Look, I I know I put myself out there as an Academy head. (laughs) But I have all those. I support the Police Academy shirts that. And, and, you scra- and you scratched off Academy on all of them now. Yeah, and it's just yeah, yeah. Exactly. In retrospect, you know those sent the wrong message, but yeah, I'd never saw one and two. Well, hey, now you maybe get a chance, and if you do want to watch it, there you, you go. watch it with me and Jamie being a commentary to your viewing experience. 
Bang, bang. Boom. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And let's talk rent relief because the world is, you know, here and there opening back up, closing back, opening back up. And Congress, you know, they passed those little COVID recovery bills to help keep people from being evicted. And then I feel like we didn't hear much after after that. Like we didn't yeah. hear about people taking advantage of it as much because I'm assuming landlords didn't want people to take advantage of it. So where where are we with all that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's. It, I encourage everybody to look at every, you know the state in which they live, especially you know for those in the United States. But yeah, there's about forty six billion dollars on the table for rent and utilities aid, and the CDC moratorium on evictions is set to expire at the end of July. But many states have tried, some successfully, others not so, to distribute the money to those hit hardest by the pandemic recession. And you know, it's not always. You know, like places like Virginia and Texas, they've started pretty strong in terms of distributing these funds. But, you know, big shout out to California in this very narrow respect, because we have probably one of the strongest programs in terms of like distribution and protection of tenants. Mm -hmm. And again, for those that qualify, you can have up to 100 percent of your rent and utilities paid all the way back to April of 2020. But it takes a little bit of research. We'll have a link in the footnotes uh, for California residents to see how to get those resources. But even in terms of landlords who maybe want to evict people from their buildings because a new Whole Foods popped up a couple blocks away and they know they can gouge a new set of tenants or transplants with uh, higher rent rates. Well, not so fast, because even if you are a rental owner, you have to first show that you even applied for these funds before you can even go forward with any kind of eviction procedures. Mm. So it's right now, you know, every state, again, they're moving at their own paces. So I just want to say the money is there. And for those who who absolutely need to have been hit hardest, please check your local resources to get your hands on these things because the funds are there. Right. Even more than check, like let people know, let people know, let your homies know, let people know who's struggling. Like, and also, yeah, that, that that's the funny thing is struggling is not a set in stone there a thing you know struggling to me is and struggling to somebody else is different so even oh, if you don't think good. somebody is struggling they may be you know what i'm saying and my definition of struggling is if you live in paycheck to paycheck and you ain't got no extra money after you pay bills and if you miss a check then you know then you fucked then you struggle yeah. you're struggling and you deserve yeah. to get help and it's so wild I hate that. I love that we're doing this. California is dope for doing it and all the states that are doing it are dope for doing it. And I wish it was more well known. I wish it was being promoted more. And I wish more states and people were were jumping on this. But it's things like this that just, while it makes me happy, also pisses me off because it's just like we could. And this is not hyperbole to say this literally fix everything (laughs) like we could. (laughs) We could yeah. literally fix everything and, and and start and not even start anew, but start at a more level playing field for so many people and like build up from there. And the fact that we keep so many people in holes and then shit like a fucking global pandemic happens and there's an opportunity to get out of the hole, but still not everybody knows is so ridiculous and it's so upsetting. Yeah. And even when you look at the amount of life that was lost, the amount of jobs that were lost, wages that were lost, we're still finding ourselves like in the same place where it's kind of like, okay, how do we solve the problem of doing things the old way, which is like giving rather than being like, let's just forgive all of this and let's figure out a way to, you know, subsidize like all of the, the rent that was out there without people having to jump through hoops or, you know, create some semblance of like guaranteed income. Like looking at just how much, how disruptive this was and how fragile the system is, that the fact that we're just, again, everything has been going back to normal. We're seeing, you know, elements of that all around. But yeah, again, please check your local states and municipalities because, you know, Congress has been there, you know, they're they're trying to figure out if they can pass more bills or whatever they can do to get these uh, funds out quicker. But it truly is at this point, it's important for everybody to, to do the research. Yeah. And let everybody know, just let them that there is there, there are these funds out there. 
So the renters can apply directly for this as well as the landlords. It's not a thing where like you have to count on your landlord going and getting the money from the government. Well, you could, but the 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 thing is if you're the first before a renter can even ask or before a renter could even begin to evict someone, they have to apply. Right, they right. To, and right. this is everywhere okay. or just California? This is in California specifically. California I think specifically. other states may have similar, you know, every state is sort of set up slightly differently, but at least for California specifically, you know, they're prioritizing people who are at immediate risk of eviction first. You know, again, please uh, look, check, check it out because uh, every county has different programs that are hopefully, you know, trying to keep people in their places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Whole Foods hypothetical that you provided just struck me as way too plausible for to like trust a landlord not to evict somebody if they have the chance to just because if they right just like landlord and like capitalist mentality like i I feel like they're gonna be like well if that person couldn't pay rent when this happened then that makes them like less attractive to me as like a landlord so i'm gonna try and get them out one way or another so right yeah yeah and and for i mean you know it's so funny because we when we think of not being able to pay rent, obviously the immediate thought is losing your place. And then we kind of, and I, I don't say this is an extreme, like this is, you know, extreme, like a bad thing, but we jump to the extreme of homelessness after that, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not, the, that wouldn't be the case for a lot of people. Uh, some people would be able to maybe go live with a friend or go live with family or maybe go to a cheaper option, who knows. But what we don't think about is how defaulting on rent and getting evicted fucks your credit up. <laughs> like, that's something we mm-hmm. don't think about, and which is also another way to be fucked up in this system where you're just a number, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's not just, like, lose your rent, uh, not be able to pay rent and lose your house, which is obviously the worst thing that can happen. There are people who are out there struggling to pay rent and at risk of, you know, getting evicted and that going on their credit reports and things like that, yeah. which fucks you up in a whole different set of ways, which could also lead to homelessness and things like that, right? So there's so much in between that this could help so many people not go deeper into a hole of poverty and unworthiness in the eyes of our capitalist system that uh, is so... It's just unfortunate, too. Like, we have it set up, though, where it's not just the aid comes to you automatically. It's like, hey, if you know and you're aware and know about this, here are the things that can help you. Right. And it's a shame that we aren't more proactive to just say, we already know we're putting pause. Like, and we said this from the beginning of the lockdowns, like, we know we're putting everything on pause economically. So therefore, as the government who's mandating this, we will also talk to the people that are collecting your bills to let them know, hold the fuck up. We're putting everything on pause. You can deal with us to figure out how this works because we're our first priority is to make sure the people of this country are safe. But hey, maybe I'm living in a utopia. I mean, maybe you in Hawaii or every or maybe (laughs) Maybe I'm living living in in... space with (laughs) Bezos. Or every other country, basically. Yeah, Yeah. most other countries where. You don't have to, like, earn your tax return. They just, like, send it to you. If you paid too much in taxes, you don't have to, like, file a bunch of confusing paperwork. And mm-hmm. sa- same with this. It's like, why, why give people all these hoops and uh, difficulties to endure in order to, like... Because more change will fall out your pocket if you're mm-hmm. jumping through all the hoops. Mm. Yeah. All right. Is it time for a break? Not yet. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Not quite. We... <laughs> Break it. Mm, Not yet. Okay. Oh. If you say so, Jack. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> I mean, we could take another break if you want to no, run. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, He's like, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Hey, man, you're sweating. I am <laughs> like sweating. You're bro. having trouble controlling the volume. <laughs> your voice uh <laughs> all right real quick before you uh blast off let's go to space real quick so richard branson went to space first of all i just want to say the headline on drudge report uh right-wing media outlet but it's uh like the single page it's just a single page with a bunch of links and it still competes with like new york times for page views like this this is the most popular news 
single page in America. So I always like to check it. And on Sunday, their headline was Richard Branson, Branson blast off with the big headline. And then above that, Death Valley hits 130 degrees Fahrenheit within four degrees of world record, exclamation point. Palm Springs, highest ever temps per month. Record temperatures, strain power supply. USA, hottest June. Reservoirs drying up. In addition to this being just like a boring pissing contest between rich guys, apparently Bezos is not impressed with Branson's. Uh, he did, Branson didn't break the carbon barrier, which is the internationally recognized barrier for space. And oh, shit. Bezos is like that. He didn't really go to space. And oh I mean, they didn't do a good job convincing me either with the video. They just they didn't even like put on astronaut suits. They were just like in sunglasses floating around. But <laughs> commercial, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah, just man. for the shits and giggles. But uh, yeah, I just keep picturing Bezos and Branson like saying "wee" as they fly into space and contributing nothing to the mission and the actual astronauts having to like stop their complicated work to like look over and be like. Yeah, wow, you're really doing it, sir. This mm -hmm. great, great work. Yeah. yeah, just over and over, it's like, this is so fucking sick right now. <laughs> this I'm, is so sick. That, Thank that, you, Mr. Bezos. We have to, I'm checking the telemetry right now. This is so fucking sick. I can't believe it. That <laughs> was approximately how uh, eloquent Branson was. He was like, that was, I've done some ridiculous stuff, but dude, that was ridiculous. That was like his, <laughs> that so was his, that's one small step for man was, yeah. dude, redonk. Well, he told, he was like, for all the dreamers out there, he's like, I'm a grown man in a spaceship. Believe <laughs> your dreams. I'm like, you're in a plane that went up that didn't even bust the carbon barrier full. Yeah. Just relax and, and do something with your money to help the earth that you left that is on fire as we speak. But yeah, yeah that just that. Like, I feel like a movie wouldn't put those headlines right next to each other during the, like, headline reel where when a movie's, like, trying to montage past a, an apocalypse to get to the post-apocalypse. Like, having them on the same headline is a lot. Like, that's yeah. very on the nose. Yeah. The shit that rich white people do is astounding to me. <laughs> and, and it's mostly because, like, let me, let me ask you something, Miles and Jack. Like, could you imagine Jay-Z going to space? I could. You could? Kinda. I can't imagine that nigga going to space. I mean, he, look, he he signed a deal with the NFL. I, you but, know? but, but, <laughs> going to space? Nah, brother. Jay-Z grew up dime? poor. No, in general. Jay-Z grew up poor. Jay-Z ain't about to go nowhere that's going to kill him, like, that easily and lose sure, all sure. his damn money, right? I mean, after seeing him on a wave runner with his vacation hair, I'm like, I think I've seen it all with Jay. But yes, <laughs> with this, with this, what you're putting down right now, yes, I do. I, I understand the points you're making for yeah, sure. Yeah, like, it's just, I, you know, listen, we could talk about richness all we want, capitalism, billionaires, blah, blah, blah. But uh, somebody get Jackie's a billion dollars. First of all, I'll help <laughs> some people. Right. I'm still going to keep my, I'm still going to keep a lot of my money, but I'll help a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? I'll tell you what I'm not doing. I'm not going to fucking space. I'm not doing shit that's going to be close to killing my ass. One thing can go wrong. The most I'm doing is getting on a plane. That's the most right. thing. That's the most I'm doing. I'm not jumping out of a plane. I'm not going beyond the atmosphere. I just don't <laughs> understand, like, what makes you want to say, well, what have I done? I've made, uh, made $400 billion. Oh, fuck. Let's go to space. Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't understand it. It's so wild to me. And that just, we just yeah. let them. There's just like a fork in the road, I think, for really wealthy people where it's like, okay, like I've bought everything that can be owned. And yeah. then you're sort of like, okay. And then you get to this fork in the road, which is like maybe help people like in a significant way. Yeah. Or the other side of the road goes build spaceship. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Build spaceship, build spaceship. I'm also mad they go into space because I'm tired of. I'm tired of like Twitter memes and shit about like it's just I'm so right. tired of people. Oh, well, they're fucking up the planet, so they're trying to leave it. Like, uh, okay, like it, it all it all spawns just boring takes. <laughs> it's very boring. It's, it's like all boring so on the nose. It's boring, but it's it, so boring. You gotta, I mean, they're they're doing like you don't need a meme because the meme, like all the writing, is there in this. It is, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I that's a really good point about just like that. Some something about the uh, confluence of like personality defects that makes you 
become a billionaire. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to space. It's wanting to like feel proud of that. There's like some bad person energy. Like I'm, I'm reading this book, The Power Broker, about a uh, Robert Moses and the guy who like designed a lot of New York City and was like a racist piece of shit. And like early on, he's like this super idealistic guy, and he's publishing a paper that he worked on with like 20 people who adored him, who he was like really good leader to. And then when it comes to, like, taking credit for the report, he just, like, takes all their names off of the the report. Like, he's just, there's just, like, these certain character defects that make you really successful in America, and they also happen to make you, like, a very shitty person. And I feel like going, really wanting to go to space and, like, have people recognize you as guy in space is is one of them. Like, even with Trump, Miles, you were pointing out, like, even Trump like wanted to get involved as like a wannabe billionaire. <laughs> Absolutely. He's even when he was he, Trump took credit for the for them going to space. <laughs> he said I'd rather see Richard in the plane today than me in the spaceship. Richard loves it and Bezos loves it. And a lot of rich guys love space, okay? You will explain that someday, but they do love space. That's a real quote he said out his mouth. And then he goes on to say, they love spending they love sending rocket ships up. And I made it possible for them to do this. I actually said to my people, let the private sector do it. These guys want to come in with billions of dollars. Let's lease them facilities because, you know, you need certain facilities to send up rockets. And we have those facilities. We have the greatest facilities (laughs) now because of what I did. We are leading the pack in space by far. Okay. I'm so mad. I'm so mad at Donald Trump. And let me tell (laughs) you why. Let me tell you why. <laughs> hey, what's going on, Jakees? You know, <laughs> I overall, I overall think the presidency is bad. Uh huh. In mm-hmm. general, I know I'm about to upset a bunch of people out here, but I think even if Lord Bernie Sanders got into the White House, that nigga gonna do some bad shit because just the office of the presidency is bad. But some people would be better than others, right? Mm-hmm. I'm so mad that Trump is on the lower spectrum, if not the bottom of bad presidents, because if he wasn't, this nigga is the funniest motherfucker in the planet <laughs> that I've ever seen. Like, this, he is pure comedy, and I can't enjoy his comedy because right. he's such a terrible fucking person. <laughs> like, what um, you yeah. just read is a scripted television show. Yeah. It's yeah. a scripted television show that we can enjoy because he's serious. <laughs> like, right. And not in a charming way, not in like right, a fun right. way. He's serious and like all the crap that spews out of his mouth. But it's fun. A lot of rich guys love space, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Once he's dead, I feel like Trump movies are going to be like an entire genre because it's going to, yes. (laughs) Like he is Michael Scott. Like he's a Michael Scott level, like comedic character just in in reality. But yeah, the unfortunate. The fortunate reality is that the stakes are so high that yes. those like translate to real world outcomes that are just deadly. That's they're just yeah, that can fuck up yeah. a whole goddamn nation. But like the immediate instinct at the at the front of that quote to be like, look, I don't even want to go to space like a like a kid who just lost a race and is like, I didn't even want to win. Yeah, he's, he's like, well, better them than me. I would rather see Richard in the plane than me in the spaceship. Richard loves it. Bezos loves it. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> but it's like it, that. That was <laughs> like that's not anybody else's thought except billionaires. Billionaires <laughs> are the ones who are like looking at him, being like, motherfucker, <laughs> like, so pissed. <laughs> damn, I'll space money. Damn, got space. Also, Trump. Put your line as you know your ass wouldn't go to space. Your scary ass. Hell no. You know your ass wouldn't you go. You wouldn't get near a rocket. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's... not at all. Almost definite. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. Yes. We will be right <laughs> How back. How much time we got? 20, 20 25 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. We were just that talking was too about short, how- Jack. That was too short. You didn't give me time, bro. <laughs> we were just talking about how much of it is a mental thing. This this fucked me up. This there's apparently a medication that surgeons and like fighter pilots take. I guess not fighter pilots since they can just piss in their suits or whatever. But surgeons take it that it basically stops the 
nerve receptors from signaling to your brain that you have to take a piss for like a certain amount of time. So, which would, I would assume that they would just piss themselves, but apparently like that's not how it works. Like, (laughs) wait a minute. You thought a surgeon would just piss himself like while giving surgery? Four hour marathon surgery? Like like, the idea that it's the feeling that makes you have to go to the bathroom and not like a physical capacity of your bladder. Oh, right, right, right. was surprising to me. Like, I uh, okay. I thought that, like, that just meant your bladder was full. But, like, the fact that we, like, we're apparently going before we need to because of, like, some nerve thing uh, that happens. And, like, it's just a blocking of the sensation that, that changes. It. it really <laughs> fucked me up. I just like the, this is like a Tim Robinson sketch where it's <laughs> surgeons just pissing all over themselves right. mid-procedure, like mid-operation. Yeah. What? Like, God, hour five. What? It's like, sterile. It it's sterile. Yeah. And it's like pee's getting into like the person's chest. <laughs> where I can't stop now. I'm right at the heart. I'm right at the heart. <laughs> we gotta go. Oh, we God. only have seconds before the heart explodes. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about CPAC real quick. Is this the, like, so CPAC happens every year, basically? I feel like it's happened, like, five times in the past 12 months. Doesn't it? It it feels like it. (laughs) Like, unless they call them all relatively the same fucking thing. Right. I feel like we keep hearing about CPACs happening. Right. Like, is it like Comic-Con where each city can have its own Comic-Con? Or is this, like, the annual CPAC and it just happens to be in Texas this year? I, I don't know, and I don't care. But during CPAC in Texas over the weekend, a lot of people were cheering the idea that they, the crowd, that they themselves were amongst and, you know, constituting, had a low vaccination rate. Mm -hmm. This is because they had a guy on one of the speaking panels named Alex Berenson, who is like a self-proclaimed, quote, COVID contrarian. Mm -hmm. And this dude is so full of shit with his nonsense that the Atlantic ran a piece about him called the pandemic's wrongest man. (laughs) And it's, I'm just going to play this clip. He went on Tucker Carlson right around the time when that came out. And just to be like, and Tucker Carlson, like what a hit piece, just because you're asking questions. And I just want to play like his, how he owns this label of wrongest man, despite his like chest out, terrible conspiracy theories. I'm just going to play this really interesting, just soundbite. But But they're attacking you because you deviate from the approved script. I just find that chilling. I do. Well, I'm very fortunate in that I have a lot of people around the world, uh, you know, actually around the world, who email me sort of quietly and say, you should read this study. You should look at what's happening in Hungary or you should look at, you know, this paper that just came out of France. And so I have people helping me. Um, But yeah, I, I, I do think, look, even if I'm wrong about all this, and I'm not wrong about all of this, it's useful to have me and it would be useful to have other journalists asking hard questions. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even if I'm wrong, <laughs> it's useful to have me. I have people sending me emails. I will have, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. So he's, he's relying on the fact that enough people agree with him that he's received several emails. Yeah, it, this sounds like, you know, cool. I used to get emails, too. They were called chain emails <laughs> right. from AOL from my aunt in the 90s. They'd be like, don't be careful sitting on a theater seat. It could be a tainted needle to give you some kind of uh, disease. It's like the same energy of, yeah, getting emails. Sure. OK, thank you. But, yeah, that guy was speaking at this CPAC event. And, yes, he had this to say. He got the crowd cheering like the fucking Undertaker came out of a coffin or something. Oh, not the Undertaker. Take right here. Yeah. <laughs> they were hoping, the government was hoping, that they could sort of sucker 90% of the population into getting vaccinated. And it, and, and it, and it isn't happening, right? There, there's a... Y- younger people... <laughs> what the fuck? Woo! Woo! Yeah. It's yeah. not happening! It's... Not, yeah. it's unbelievable how partisan this has become because meanwhile in places like missouri they're experiencing severe spikes in cases because of the delta variant and it's unvaccinated people that are getting the worst of it and this like especially like around springfield missouri the low the rates are low some are as low as 14 percent in terms of uh, people being vaccinated and it's just clear how this is happening. Again, Fauci said this like a couple of weeks ago. He said that you're, we're starting to look at two Americas. 
there's there's parts of the country that are vaccinated and are dealing with, you know, smaller surges and ones that aren't are just unvaccinated. And it's just it's just turn up city in terms of positivity rates. Yeah, it's very frustrating. And, and because like a lot of the people who aren't vaccinated. Aren't anti-vax. Mm-hmm. That's the funny thing about it. there's yeah. anti-vax people. And we all knew that going in, like there are going to be people who just aren't going to get the vaccination because they're anti-vax for whatever reason. We can feel however we want to feel about those people, but let's take them out of the equation. A large majority of a certain political group who aren't getting vaccinated are doing it because they're, quote, taking some type of stand against uh, their owning the left. Mm -hmm. And it is so, (laughs) it is, it is, I, I just don't understand. Like, I truly think that we have different fucking brain functions because I like that just doesn't compute in my brain. I don't understand it at all. How you could be like, wait a minute, the liberals want us to get vaccinated. Hmm. I've never felt like this before, but now all of a sudden I feel like I don't know what they putting in my body. I don't know. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I ain't mm-hmm. never felt like this before, but I, I'm scared of all these side effects. Yeah, well, you, know, you know, like, it's like get the fuck out of here. In man. a way, it's like, how do you blame them though, too? Because when all you watch, when your entire media oh, reality yeah. is people saying like, "You know what's gonna happen? It's this. It's that." We don't know. Uh, plus, if you have an immune system and you're human, then you can uh, you can protect yourself. You don't need this other stuff. It's just I think, yeah, it's a it's a combination of so many things. It's a combination of misinformation. Yeah. And, and, it's, and, yeah. and it's terrible to watch that at the end of the day, like that they're cheering on something that is actually, you know, potentially going to put them at severe risk. But I don't know. I mean, it feels like it's just a natural extension of how sort of, you know, political ideologies are a lot of the times like when we always say how could people vote against their own like interests oh yeah well they don't know what their interests are yeah yeah and and the thing that makes me mad is you know donald trump's old bitch ass got the vaccine tucker carlson's old bitch ass got the vaccine Mm -hmm. i'm just you know candace oh no ashy need ass got the vaccine as well like all these people got the vaccine who are telling no don't Mm -hmm. you do it it's your body your choice blah 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 and they pretended like all these months they got the fucking vaccine and and that's the part that pisses me off because all it would take is one of these misinformation floaters to just say it's okay do it and it would open up Pandora's box for so many fucking people who are not getting the shot and who are cheering at CPAC 12 about, you know, not being vaccinated. Like, it's something. It, uh, uh, don't get me started. It's just, and it's not like satisfying when people die. It's just sad. It's really, really sad. There's a, a nurse, a registered nurse. Olivia Guidry, who died from COVID complications over the weekend. She's mm, a really yeah. pretty young lady from Lafayette, Louisiana, I believe, who had just like, you know, come out and been asking questions and, you know, following the lead of some of these anti-vaxxers. And she died of COVID. And people are like, you know, trying to shame the people who she retweeted who had the anti-vax takes. But it's just like, it's not, it's just a fucking mess. It's just yeah. a mess. It's not. Yeah. It's a mess. And and the part of it that makes it more of a mess is like, look, let me say this too. Just to show that I have a full brain and I can think, you know, in multifacets. I understand if there are some people out there who legitimately have concerns about what they view as a vaccine that was created very quickly, right? And don't want to put things into their body because they're legitimately scared of what that could mean. Uh, And that's, again, low information as far as not being educated properly. Like, my mom works on an education team for vaccines. So, like, you know, these vaccines weren't just created within the past year. They've been working on the coronavirus vaccine (laughs) for a very long time, you know? So things like they don't know that. I understand Mm -hmm. there are people out there like that, right? I understand there are people out there who just don't have the information. I also understand there are people out there who are just scared of things like needles, you yeah. know, and don't want needles. I saw that and, clip. Yeah, oh, it was, that's, we're going to talk about that later. But here's <laughs> the thing. Outside of all of those people, like, we, we just don't have a streamlined way to get information out there 
because we make it so easy to put one thing online and millions can run with it. And you just don't know what is true, which is why it all stems back to just the information that's out there. And if you have people in your family, like I do, who are, you know, black people be scared of vaccines. I get it. Who don't want to get vaxxed because they don't like my aunt is like, I heard it just makes you sicker. And I'm just yeah. like, that's not where did you hear that? And don't mm. tell me. I got people cu- in my family. Yeah. It's just, yeah. You didn't hear that. And don't tell me cousin Ronnie told you. To do more just to get more shots later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But and it's like, I already had it, so I'm good. And I'm like, that's not a reason. Also, there are variants. Please, yeah. please. But yeah, I mean, it, and I think that's what makes this, this situation even more uniquely fucked up is because there are many roads to arrive at a place where you are denying yourself some kind of scientific intervention that could protect you. But yeah, it, it just seems like at this rate, it's going to continue. I'm not sure how you know, what it's going to take unless it's enough people to realize, oh, a lot of my friends that are unvaccinated are getting really sick. And the people who are vaccinated are not. Maybe that's the unfortunate, you know, too late anecdotal evidence people need to see. But that's not going to happen because we had a whole year of that shit and nobody get in. So a lot of those people didn't (laughs) give a fuck. So, right. There's going to be a uh, Olympic team star in swimming. This dude, Michael Andrew, keep an eye out for him because he is the favorite in the 200. He's probably going to win gold for America. He qualified for the most events of any swimmer uh, on the U.S. team or tied for the most. And he is an anti-vaxxer, not an avowed anti-vaxxer. Uh, his, his reasoning is uh, just because everyone's heading in one direction, why do we have to follow that direction? Oh, the Kyrie Irving, the Kyrie. Right. Because well, then he should take that advice when he get his dumb ass in the pool. When everybody right. is going one direction, <laughs> you go ahead and try he to swim the other direction across. and see and see if you win gold or not, you dumbass. Like, it, right. come on now, come um, on now. But yeah, I, you know, the U.S. Olympic team has deprived us of you know all the exciting people to cheer for, but at least they've given us somebody that we can. Hope just like sinks to the bottom of the pool like a fucking stone when he jumps in. He's like, I'm I'm going for deepest, quickest in the 200. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> okay, okay, Mr. Contrarian. But yeah, I mean, I guess it, it it we're we're seeing it at at every level, at every level. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and you wouldn't, and I wouldn't, you know, I was even talking to some other friends of mine too, and and things are going through with their family, and it's it's really astonishing how sort of clearly defined that take is especially with conservatives like it's it's just like the you know that's just part of the culture war it's one of the battles that they have to do their work on which is i will not get vaccinated clearly defined and poorly thought through Mm. all right and finally uh there's a new study from the university of victoria that questions uh how accurate the media-driven notion is that most people end up together like with like a love at first sight or like an immediate attraction type situation. And like the idea that if you start out as friends, like you're, you're friend zoned and that's not good. They find that most successful couples or couples who have been together for a while started out as friends. Yeah. Saying two thirds of like a study they did of like almost 2000 people of romantic relationships started out platonically. And then this they say like they did this study because about like friends first initiation is what they call it is when they looked at other studies about how relationships begin almost like th- uh, three fourths of them were just specifically looking for like the spark of romance between strangers rather than an evolution from friendship mm. into romance. And only eight percent of the studies previously centered on romance that develops among friends over time. And they said there was very little variation across gender, level of education, ethnicity, and found that the rate of friends first initiation was even higher among 20 somethings and within the LGBTQIA communities, 85% of such couples began as friendships. Although, look, I'm a little dubious, but at the same time, I think that's only because massive media has informed so much of what I think life is. Yeah. Right. That I'm like, come on, man, really friends like that. But if I'm going to be, you know, keep it a buck like me and Her Majesty, we started off as friends. Yeah. And later on, you're like, oh, shit, like this is I'm, like you get to know somebody. And you're like, yeah, oh, I think a lot of our shit lines up rather than like the horny strangers who meet at a party and like <laughs> yeah. it's on from the jump. Right. It's so funny, too, because th- there's this notion that a lot of people subscribe to. 
where if we're friends, I don't want to ruin the friendship or mm-hmm. I, you know, don't want to risk our friendship if, you know, a relationship doesn't work out. And listen, I understand that. I'm not down. I'm not down in that at all. If that's how you feel, I think that's legitimate. But it, it, it always be the motherfuckers who be on their like 15th relationship <laughs> and it's like man i can't find nobody out here man all you motherfuckers out here is trash every and it's just like right. well you got somebody who you enjoy spending time with you talk to and laugh and they know you you can be intimate like not physically but like emotionally with and all these things and i understand you want to keep those friendships but it just is i don't understand how we shut ourselves off to the idea that this is the foundation that we should be building for an actual relationship yeah. and, and that I, more I, people don't go toward that route. It, it really surprises me. I truly, that's why I said, like, even me being dubious, like, and I say that more jokingly, but I truly think it's because I've consumed so much media in my lifetime from childhood on that the, over and over this message is reinforced of like meeting someone somewhere yeah and then like boom sparks fly that it's and then this idea of like this friend zone thing that is inescapable is like another weird construct which isn't like a a, a universal law of human interaction but like a thing that's you know frustrated men come up with yeah i think is like really you know I think all comes together for me to really take a second and be like damn like it's it's not really often i don't think i've actually ever just met somebody and then immediately sparks flew like it was like, oh, you see him there. You see him there. There's right. a couple group things you chat. And again, yes, that may mean that you're attracted to the person. But mm-hmm. it was more just like, OK, there's something attractive about this person rather than like, I will only fuck this person and friendship is off the table. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if <laughs> I was always thinking like that, but, but I know some people do because I think that's <laughs> sort of the examples that were sort of fed. Yeah. We have a policy in this household. We only fuck. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> yeah. No friendship. <laughs> this this feels like another it, it's interesting that it's 20 somethings and LGBTQ plus communities. It, I don't know. This just seems like another example of like younger people becoming more responsible with time like than like it, previous generations it was like a lot of uh I, I think they had more affairs in like the previous generations in the older days. The boomers had more affairs than like modern relationships. It just feels like multiple na- secret families. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, people averaged two and a half families to right. per household. <laughs> yeah. Because back then you couldn't text nobody and be like, yo, your husband cheating on you. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. you had to catch him when they was in the crib and had to hope they wasn't on the phone. So you got the busy signal. He just <laughs> works a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every weekend he drives up to uh, he drives two counties over for business. <laughs> you can't check. You can't check. Yeah. It's only one car in the household. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out he was going up the street. This feels <laughs> undoubtedly like much healthier. <laughs> like like you guys were saying. Like a much healthier right. way to like build a build a relationship is like having different looks at it at different levels. Like, you know, like a, every relationship should evolve and uh yeah, and not to say like you can't just start off hot and heavy and then yeah. you're romance. Yeah, sure, Absolutely. there is that. But there I think we that. have this. I think, but we, I think we put out of our minds the possibility that y- you can you can evolve a rela- relationship. Not to say that you can fuck your friends and because you're like, well, we're friends, so that should be the lunch board to romance. No, but the idea that's not that what we're saying, Miles. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. Damn. Uh, but the idea that you can actually build on something and work and it can, you know, evolve in that way. Yeah. Jack, with your wife, did oh, you, were y'all friends first or were you just, you're like, I love this woman? Yes. It with definitely, your, like, with your wife. My wife, uh, <laughs> it definitely went through different stages, but like we never dated in college. I think there was always a, an acknowledged like spark there, but like we, had other significant others in throughout college so we were just like friends for a while and Mm. then yeah it it was probably like five six years of being friends before we eventually you know but i think it it was different from like one of those things where it's like well i don't want to ruin the friendship i think we both kind of knew 
if the situation was right, we were into each other. Right, right, right. But you know, but on some level, you developed a friendship. Yeah, even and despite like, maybe what you your ulterior motive. We had were. a relationship even when we weren't like dating or like romantically seeing one another. Yeah, right. yeah. I will. I will say that I think, and I haven't crunched the numbers on this because I lost my calculator. But I think that the numbers of failed relationships that started off as friendships that or you were friends and then like you started to see them romantically and then you went for it. The number of failed relationships that start that way is probably just the same, if not slightly lower than the number of failed relationships that start the traditional and i'm putting that in quotation marks way that we think of relationships starting and right. i i know so many i know there are horror stories out there of people who hooked up with their friends and they tried a relationship and it didn't work out of course there are like yeah if you look for a you will find b but i also know many fucking friends who started to date somebody who they were friends with for a long time and they're like the happiest they've ever been in their entire lives right yeah, now. So right. it's like, you know, there is no, I say, you know, whatever feels right, go for it. But also yeah. maybe stop building bricks uh, in front of the road you're driving on uh, mm -hmm. and take away the roadblocks that you give yourselves for some yeah. outdated notion that we subscribed to in 1942. Right. And this isn't like to say that like this is the only way for someone to have a healthy relationship, but it is, I think it it does challenge this idea that like we all have of like what it means to be friends. And a lot of times when you're friends with somebody and like maybe you take it there, you get romantic. Usually if your friendship's strong enough and it doesn't work out, you, you're cool enough to be like, you know you're what, fine. that didn't work. But we're yeah. still friends actually to this day. And that's right. cool because that's just we were exploring things within like a very good foundation of friendship. Yeah. But yeah, I think for somebody who was raised on '80s movies with boobies in them, yeah, uh, mm -hmm. sometimes I, I I struggle with uh, my idea of how courting works from time to time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you want to see some new boobs, you know. I get you, man. I see <laughs> what you're saying. I found you, Miss New Boobies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't top that. We should go out on that. <laughs> Jaquise, it's been a pleasure having you. Whoo! Thank y'all so much. I'm sweating. Where can people uh, find you and follow you? Ooh, once I get off this toilet, y'all can find me in these streets. And, of course, at Jackie's Neal. Remember what I told y'all earlier? If we get the boy to 10K, I'm about 1,800 on Twitter away. Instagram is a longer story. I'm about five, 6,000 away from that. I'm not expecting that. But, get you know, go there. ahead and do your thing, and I'll release these un- aired podcast one of them with jamie loftus a couple improv podcasts a couple podcasts where we got high as hell and then did improv <laughs> we got some really fun ones with some really dope ass people so check that out at jockeys neil on everything yeah yeah uh and is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying yes yes well miles tried to ruin it by spoiling it. No, I'm joking. But this, I, I can't really, like, it's not a tweet as far as, like, this was funny, the wording. But there's this tweet from at fan1om underscore. It's a weird tweet. But basically, they went as moral support for their dad getting their his first vaccine, and he's scared of needles. <laughs> and the video is about a minute and, like, how long is it? It's about two minutes long, and it mm -hmm. is the funniest shit that I've, I've never seen somebody as scared of needles, but it's in such a charming way that he's scared of needles. He's like this 60, 70-year-old black man wearing camouflage, and he keeps calling the lady. Now, Miss um, lady. lady, I don't know about this. How many deaths <laughs> you didn't have with this vaccine, Miss Lady? <laughs> like, <laughs> the, way is, he, <laughs> the way when she tries to inject him and his body like retreats from her to the point that he is taking a knee on the ground yes. with his body comes she's like i need you to sit in the chair she was like he was like all right go ahead and put it in the arm down here she's like no i gotta put it in the deltoid he's like the who oh my gosh i'm gonna pin it i'm gonna pin it to my uh if you want to see this tweet i'm gonna pin it to my profile so you can see it it is a very funny two minutes it is worth it you will laugh it's charming 
but he got his vaccine. So it's a it's a good ending all the way around. So yeah, that's uh that's the funniest tweet I've seen in about the past two, three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Follow me Twitter, Instagram at Miles of Gray, also 420 Day Fiance, twitch.tv slash four two zero day fiance uh for that ninety day mm-hmm. shit. Check that out there. Um a tweet I like. One is it's just this picture of a it's like of Sonic the Hedgehog like jumping on a t-shirt and it says I'm not a player I'm a gamer players <laughs> get chicks I get bullied at school <laughs> and that just felt so fucked up but I just love when I just love a Sonic t-shirt and then one more um in the wake of everything that happened in the Euro Cup final uh, Beth Louise at Beth X Louise XX tweeted if Instagram can flag up anything COVID related and add swipe up links within seconds, why can't they remove racist accounts and delete racist comments? Huh. Yeah, that's Ooh. that's something to think about. Yeah. I like to tweet by uh, speaking of that whole thing, just watching Bill Burr like kind of go through the World Cup final and when, when the, the Euro Cup final. When the shootout was going on, he said, this is a terrible thing to do to people, which I was like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's fucking cruel. And that's whoever, what I say. Yeah. It's a cruel outcome. Yeah, Whoever fucks this up should be immediately put into protective custody and relocated to a new country. <laughs> and he also wrote that Jesus Christ, this is boring earlier. So real roller coaster. A uh, tweet I've been enjoying. Cody Wimmer tweeted airplane mode, but for thoughts. I like that. That's what like podcasts are for me sometimes. And then at Kimmy Monte tweeted, hey, how's life? Me. And then a, a picture of a church that is called Jesus Christ the Same Yesterday, Today, and Forever, <laughs> which is uh, an amazing name for a church and a great answer to that question. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes on our footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song we think you might enjoy miles what song are we sending them out on i've just been you know dancing to all kinds of music in my headphones always trying to keep the mood light i was just listening to some old iranian persian music from the 70s We've done a track by Gugush before, but this artist is called Marjan. And this track is called Kavire Del, K-A-V-I-R-E-D-E-L. And it's based off a a Turkish song, but this this like 70s Persian pop shit gets me going so, I just love it. And I love the melodic scales that are used in that music. And her voice is super dope. So check this out. This will definitely get your, your toe tapping. And you'll feel some type of way to this. So this is Kavire Del by Marjan. Mm. All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. We are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye.